Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. This is the podcast where we talk about the Word of God. We get into conversation. We share a few thoughts. Get into the Word. Have a have a have a wonderful old time here. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, this is your first time checking out the podcast. The show is Roar, which stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. And uh, we just get into the Word and let it reveal who Jesus is. We let the Word of God, which Jesus is, the Word made flesh, and we let what He says about us and about Himself through the Scriptures um, reveal to us, you know, who He is and, and kind of more about who we are, because we were made in the image of God and all things that were created, everything that's named that was named, and heaven and earth was actually created through Jesus, which is a whole uh, thing that I'm not planning on getting into and talking about today, but I'm kind of am. Today I want to talk out of John chapter 15, and uh, this is some very, I would say, foundational verbiage for any believer. I think um, coming into the simplicity of the gospel, it's important that we allow kind of some of the foundational things that Jesus Christ explained to us and established when he was on the earth. Um, we let those things become so foundational that they don't, it doesn't change in how we view ourselves. Um, it's important we let these things do that. And so what are these things? I'm glad you asked. Thanks thanks for asking. Thanks for checking it out. Um, but before I get into that, I do always like to try to say this. I don't always get it every time, but if you do want more information about myself, the ministry, the podcast, anything of that nature, check out the description. The description or the little information box has information about myself. There's links you can get to, website. You can copy and find all that good stuff there. If you want to support Family Mission in any way, you can figure out how to do that through the links below. So, cool beans. Let's get into this. Uh, John chapter 15 uh, says this, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking here. Red letters. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already, it's important we understand we have to be connected to Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father, or as he says here, the vine dresser, but by him. So what does it mean to be connected to Jesus? This is a very foundational thing for our walk with God, for Christianity as a whole. Um, it's very simply put, it's a relationship. And I, th- I think it's interesting. It's powerful. It's spoken about a lot. You know, it's all about relationship, not religion. And I agree. James talks about true religion, but true religion or good religion is connected to the most foundational relationship in our lives, and that is our families. James says good religion is that you help the widows and the orphans in their plight, and you keep yourself unstained or unaffected by the world. In other words, the things that are growing in you, where you're connected as a branch, you don't allow the things of this world to grow in you, the carnality, the sensuality, the deception, the lies, the selfishness, the pride, those things we don't want growing in us. But as a new believer and as a follower of Christ, we actually have life and love being grown in us. See, Jesus, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Bible also says that God is love. So if you've seen Jesus, you've seen love in the flesh. In other words, I now have an example and a target that I can aim at of how to live lovingly in the flesh, in my everyday life. Well, how did Jesus do that? Number one, he said, I don't say anything except my father say it. I don't do anything unless my father says to do it. Now, how does how does that work? Was Jesus a robot? If you've heard this podcast, we've kind of touched on these things and talked about this before, but that means I don't 
live from a selfish place, but I do that which love would do. I say that which love would say. Well, how do I know what love is? Again, glad you asked the question. Check out the Word of God. Read here. Read the red letters about what Jesus says, how he lived his life, because he is and was love made flesh. He is the example. You read about all about what love is. Paul in Corinthians goes in through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which is the same Spirit that rested upon Jesus, right? Whenever he was born, um, excuse me, not born again, whenever he was baptized, thank you, and he came out of the river and John the Baptist, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and his ministry kind of started. And uh, also, whenever Jesus breathed on his disciples, and he comes back and he breathed on them, he said, receive Holy Spirit. That's where this love, this seed, this breath comes from. So, vine dresser, true vine. In other words, you could say the root, the tap root. If you know how plants work, there's a the first root that comes out of the seed. That was Jesus. He was that first root. And then we become the branches or an extension of the life he lived in the earth. Because the life he lived is the example that we live out of. We live out of that place of the spirit of life and of truth, and the Spirit is the Word. So we live out of the Word. The Bible said, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are Spirit. So He uh, spoke to us through these words here. So the words that I speak to you, so this is Spirit, just as much as a manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit are Spirit. It's all one and the same. It's all connected. They're not two different realities. They are the same. The Word of God, the Spirit of God are together. They are one. Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. So he talks about branches, talks about fruit. He says, every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, what does that mean? Well, there's a very clear disconnection whenever our lives are not actually bearing the fruit. Well, what, is, what does that mean? That means not only is it things that come into our head or our soul, but the reality of knowing Christ and following Him, our behavior actually changes. You know, say if I, you know, as I get born again, I used to cuss a lot. Well, all of a sudden, it's like the desire is gone. The Holy Spirit will take away that desire. But I then begin to speak differently. I don't speak how I used I didn't I don't speak. I don't talk how I used to talk. I don't say things that I used to say. I don't joke how I used to joke. Why? Because there's a new source of life that is flowing through me that's coming out of me that's coming from the word. But how do I recognize whether it's true or not? I have to digest the word. I have to get into the scripture. I have to study. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. You know, if how will I know unless I study? You know, how do I, how will I know unless I'm taught? That's why it's important to stay connected to the body of Christ. That's why the fivefold, the Bible says the fivefold ministry gifts and the anointings that are given to people are to help the body or to help the believer. So being connected to all of those, connected to evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers, pastors, you know, staying connected to those fivefold ministry gifts is important also as a believer. The body of Christ, community, all of these things feed the same thing so that I can grow into a mature believer. And everyone's kind of in a different stage. We're all walking towards Christ. We're all pursuing Him, and He's pursuing us. We're all following Him. So there's individuality to it, but there's also a very corporate or community or a family dynamic that's happening, which, again, it's like a a plant. 
The plant, the tap root of it is one, but every single branch is interconnected the same way we call them family trees for a reason. There is the first one. We have Father Abraham, which the Bible talks about as the father of our faith, right? You hear the little songs, Father Abraham had many sons. If you ever went to Sunday school, you probably heard that song. And many sons have Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. Let's go praise the Lord. And then it's like a little song you sing. Well, what, what, what is that song revealing to us? Why is that even a thing that we talk about or address? Because it's a reality of where are we coming from? What's the family tree that we've been grafted into? The Bible talks about being grafted into the kingdom of his dear son. Well, Jesus' lineage, he's Jewish. He's of Father Abraham, the the one of whom God made a promise to and said, out of you many nations will be blessed. You have the Gentiles and Acts that come into the kingdom. Uh, and I don't have time to break into all that. But again, it's the family tree dynamic, right? So verse 3, he says this, he talks about pruning the fruit. Those that even bear fruit, the Lord cuts back or prunes. If you don't know what pruning is, um, you cut off um, a little bit of life so that when it grows back, it grows back thicker and stronger. So there are things in our life that the Lord will cut out. He's going to prune the Father through the Holy Spirit, through truth, through um, gifts of the Spirit, through different things will prune out things in our lives. Um, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a way of speaking. Maybe it's a way of thinking. Um, there will be light and you will in your intimate time, which is vital as a believer, your intimate time with the word, with the Lord and prayer, pursuit, communally as gathering together. The Bible says, never forsake the gathering of yourselves together. And all of these different instances, there's the ability for God to come through his body, you know, which in the Lord, we are a part of his body. Um, and really begin to do some work and prune some things. And the Father does these these things. So, it's important we understand. If you watched the last podcast, I talked about identity. Verse 3 is really powerful. He says this, Already you are clean. So again, how do I view myself? Back to what we talked about the last time. If I view myself as clean and connected to the root, I am going to live differently. Jesus when he died. The reason he died is because of the sin in my life, I could not come to a holy God. I could not come before the vine dresser because I was dead and there was no life flowing in me. But see, Jesus comes that I what may have life and life abundantly. He didn't come into this world to condemn it. He came to save it, right? That's what he said. So anyway, I'm already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Again, we got to get in the word. That's what this podcast is all about. Get into the word. Get into the truth. Let it change and reform things in us. It actually, there's so much life in the word. You know, I, I heard one time, I'm not sure exactly where I heard it from, but to the effect was this, that the, the Pharisees or the, the ones that study the Torah, I believe it's the rabbis, or I'm not sure the accurate term, so I probably am misquoting that, but the ones who were scholars in the Jewish culture, which rabbi, Pharisees, um, people that would study out those things, they believed that I think it was every scripture had 70 or 70-something layers to it. So when they would read a verse or a scripture, that would have 70 different meanings, at least 70 different meanings. So every time I read, I, like think if I read, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser, there's at least 70 different angles that I can look at that. 
you know, I can't even think of 70 right now, but I, as I pursue, there's always a freshness. It's like an onion, you know. If you've heard anyone talk about reading the Bible, that's kind of a very common, I think, expression for teachers or ministers or pastors to kind of go into. But it's like an onion. You Things just develop and unfold depending on where you're at and what the Lord is wanting you to see. He can use all of this, this whole bit of scriptures divinely inspired. So he says this, um, already you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides or is connected to the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. What is that abiding? It is relationship. It is time spent. It is pursuit. You know, um, again, it's like a marriage. If my marriage is just, I pop into the kitchen. Hey, you say, Hey to my wife. Hey, good to see you. Give me the meal. Thanks. Don't talk. No communion. No time spent. Hey, how was your day? What's going on? Even just the little things. None of that. Not to mention the deeper levels of intimacy, of conversation, of, man, did you see what was happening here? How can, how can we, you know, protect our kids? How can we go into, to this? How can we, you know, in, in that deeper level of intimacy and conversation? What did you see today? What did, what do you learn today? What, what are you, none of that happening. You have a very dead relationship. There's no life to it. And it's the same way in our relationship with the Lord. That's the abiding. It's it's time spent, but not just for that time spent. It's both a ministry to me, but also I get to minister to the Lord. We get to create together. We get to um, form together. We were made in the image of God, who is the creator. There's creative elements that God's placed in every single one of us, but the only way those things are going to be activated truly is in union with Him. You know, it's like um, he's the designer of the engine, but he also, it's like he made the supercar, he made the Ferrari, but he also likes to ride in the Ferrari. It's the same way. You know, he knows every single speck of it. He knows where the gearing is. He knows when and when in the RPM range to shift for the perfect power band. Like he's he's on it, you know? So whenever we're in relationship with Jesus, not only did he help create us because Colossians 1 talks about all things are reconciled to him by the blood of his cross. Through him, all things that were created, every authority in heaven and earth functions through him. Again, he's the vine. We are the branches. So everything flows from that vine, that life source. Anything that is alive is going to come from that source. Anything that is loving, pure, and holy is going to come through Jesus. The father gave all authority to the son. It's going to flow through him. But it takes that relationship and that connection. But already we are clean. We have to see this. When I'm born again, I am getting plugged in. I'm hooked up with Jesus. It's like getting married. I am now in a relationship, you know. Now, obviously, it takes some time for that to merge, you know. As time is spent for me to merge with the Lord, merge with, you know, the reality and the Word gets in me more and more, and the way I think changes, the way I view myself changes, that takes time, and the Lord's patient with us. He's not just like, God, you know, you should be the most mature person like instantly. The Lord will cultivate us and grow us very quickly, but it's also a joy. It's not just get it done. You know, one thing the Lord's been, and I'll, I'll finish up the conversation with this. One thing the Lord's been really speaking to me about too is he's in the moment. The Bible says I, the, he's the I am that I am. Um, he is the eternal one. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. God is the eternal. He's always is always was and always will be. He's the beginning and the end. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, he said. 
So there's that's already worked out, but it's the in-between where there's the, the growth and the fullness. It's the pruning. It's the maturing process. There's a lot of joy found in that. I know it's cheesy. People say, it's not the destination, it's the journey. You know, you can say that and you can just view the destination and be like, whenever I get you know, this thing figured out, whenever I get the new house, whenever I get the new car, whenever I get the update, can anybody hear me? Whenever I get the update, see, that's how the world thinks, constantly updating, changing. God doesn't need to change. He knows the way. He has, he planned it out. He established the pillars of the earth. Read the, the, some of the last chapters of Job and just let your imagination be blasted with the realities of things that I know I don't understand. I know they are a little far above me, but David said this. He said, I don't concern myself with things that are too far above me, but like a weaned child, I pursue the Lord. And that's a very specific summary of that. That's not the exact quote of that scripture, but the principle behind what he was saying is, I don't just allow myself to go to places that I know I don't understand that right now, but what I do know is I stay connected to the vine. I'm connected to this word. I'm connected to the spirit that wrote it. I'm connected to Jesus in my every moment, and I am the sheep of his pasture, and he will show me what I need to know, and as he reveals light, more light comes, and as I stay in the spirit, like Galatians says, I don't become conceited. I don't you know, bark orders and judge other people and criticize and become envious of other people. But I stay in my place of peace. I stay in the, the place that the Lord has positioned me where he's fitted me in his body. I stay connected to the relationships he's given me and I steward those relationships to the best of my ability. If I just stay in that place of consistency, like my father who is a rock, I myself will be consistent and plugged into the vine. That growth will be exponential. And then those things that which he chooses to reveal to me, I'll know all mysteries, for it's his will that none should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth and the fullness thereof, the fullest revelations he wants to reveal to you and to me. But again, is that trust built? Have I stayed connected to the true vine? Or do I have other vines of the flesh and of the natural that I'm feeding on? Where is my root source? Is my root source the word? Is my root source truth? Or is my root source the lies of culture, media, my senses, the the deceptions of this world, selfishness? Where am I plugged in? Where am I rooted? Because if I'm rooted in Christ, baby, there's a life of joy and future. And am I rooted in the kingdom? The kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit. Anyway, that's all I have to share today. I think you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening, making it to the end of the conversation, the podcast. I hope this blessed you. Um, I love you guys. These are fun. I am trying new locales and destinations for these videos. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's a little bit of a little bit of freedom, a little bit of relaxation for your day. Um, yeah, the Lord's good. He loves you. I love you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you. Look at you and give you peace. See y'all next time. See you.